How's your fast going? How you feeling today? Feeling a little weak and weary? No, man, you exhilarate. I love it when people grab me in the hallway and say, I just have to tell you, I hate this fasting thing, but it is awesome. Hate it, but it's an oxymoron, but they love it because what's happening is, is God is showing up and the incredible downloads are happening. We're in this series entitled When. In Matthew chapter six, Jesus lays out four areas that just, he, he just thinks that, that he just assumes are happening in our lives. He talks about when you give. He talks about when you forgive. He talks about when you fast and when you pray. He lays these things out. And so we've been unpacking two of these spiritual disciplines of fasting and prayer over the last few weeks. We, 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 they're just the norm for us. They should be the norm for us as believers. They're, they're called spiritual disciplines. No one likes discipline, do they? It, it's painful sometimes. And some of you are experiencing that this week as you've participated in this thing called a fast. But, but I'm telling you, this, when you couple this thing of, of fasting and prayer together, man, it is a cosmic collision of epic proportions in which spiritual breakthrough happens in your life. So that's why we're, we're, we're spending some time dealing with that with you over the next few weeks is because we believe that God's got so much for you. And if you will just trust him, and if, if you will participate in, 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 in these two disciplines that he's just assuming will be a part of your life, believer, man, I just can't believe that, that you're not going to experience the Lord in a greater way. And you're going to get to know him in a, in, 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 in a, a, a fresh way. There's a new anointing for you. Prayer. And fasting. Today, I want us to talk about this discipline of prayer. And, and there's a story found in the book of Luke chapter 18 that I would like to look at with you quickly. Luke chapter 18, if you have your Bibles, your tablets, your phones, or uh, for those of you that have it memorized, just bring it to memory right now. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Jesus is telling his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Now, I love that verse right there. Jesus is talking to who? His disciples. What do we know about them? These are the hand-picked, select, chosen ones. Jesus picked them. This is his all-star team, his dream team, right? And it's in Luke chapter 18 that he is, he's reminding them. Now, I say he's reminding them because you remember seven chapters earlier in Luke chapter 11, the disciples come to Jesus in verse 1 and say, Lord, would you teach us to... I don't know what happens between chapters 11 and, and 18, but somewhere over the course of seven chapters... I, I, they might have gotten a little sideways and forgotten the significance of prayer in their life. <laughs> because it, Jesus is once again, Blake, having to teach them about prayer. He's talking to those same guys. One day Jesus told the disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Do you give up in your prayer life? We'll talk more about that. He goes on to tell that there's a judge in a city who neither feared God nor cared about people. What an what a incredible human being that is, right? I don't fear God. I don't care about people. Who, who's left? Himself. Probably cared greatly about himself. You know anybody like that? Shout their name out. Let me hear you. No, don't do that. We're in church. That's rude. This judge neither feared God nor cared about people. And there was a widow of that city that came to him repeatedly. How often? Repeatedly, And she was saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. We don't know what that was. Don't know exactly what it is, but she is repeatedly coming to this judge who cares not about God nor people and say, please give me justice. The judge ignored her for a while. 
But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. Men do not laugh. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Wow. The Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the son of man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? The unjust judge here in Luke chapter 18 reluctantly answers the woman's request. She's hounding me. She's persistent. She keeps coming at me. I don't know how long she came, but scripture says repeatedly. And this unjust judge finally declares she is wearing me out. Would God accuse you of wearing him out in your prayer life? Do you wear him out? Are you coming at him? Like this persistent widow is in Luke chapter 18. This judge, this unjust judge finally answers the woman's request. Now listen, this parable is, is, is not comparing God. God is not like the unjust judge here in Luke chapter 18. Listen, you need to know something. God loves to answer our prayers. He, he wants us to come to him and he loves to answer our prayers. In fact, you need to know something. God is on your side when you pray. He's not against you. He wants you to come. He wants you to, to call out to him. He, he, he wants to know the desires of your heart. He wants you to do that. He wants to speak to you when you pray. Did you know that? We talk a lot. But God's got some downloads for us. And sometimes I think we miss them because we're just too chirpy. We're not listening. But you need to know something as we unpack this thing called prayer. God's on your side. He's not against you. He wants you to come to him. You see, the purpose of this parable here in, 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 in Luke chapter 18 is, is to, to, to remind us to not lose heart in our prayer life. Do you lose heart when it comes to prayer? Do, do you maybe find yourself becoming a, a little discouraged? Do, 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 do maybe you, 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 you find yourself, is God really listening? I've not seen the results. I've not seen the breakthrough. I mean, I've been coming at him. Can I, do, oh, I got it. Can I share you a real life human story that just took place in this room? Can I? You sitting down for this? You ready for this? I had a husband and wife just came and met me in the garage. He's the right. said, Pastor, I just got to tell you something. He said, uh, three years ago, he said, uh, you, 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 we were walking out the hallway and you were coming out to go and you, and, and you just stopped and, 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 and I asked you to pray for me and my wife that, that, that we would be able to have a family. He said, I want to tell you right now that the Lord has heard our prayer and there are two babies in my wife's stomach right now. Whoa. That prayer was three years ago. And this husband and wife have continued to pray and seek the Lord. And he heard their prayer. Some of us, though, give up too quickly, don't we? 
We're not persistent like the widow in, 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 in verse 18. And we become discouraged. God hasn't heard our prayer or he didn't step in and act like we thought he should. Definitely the timing was off. I met another lady said, hey, listen, today was for me because listen, I need, to, I need patience in my prayer life, amen? Do, have you become discouraged? Have you lost heart when it comes to this thing called prayer? And when we can lose heart for so many different reasons, several of which I've already described, but hey, we can lose heart. You need to know something. The devil doesn't like it when you pray. And so he, he, he's going to come at you, Jack. He will, or Jill, he'll come at you. He will come at you to try to discourage you because he knows that there's incredible power and he knows how heaven can open up when we pray and when God steps in and he hates that. And so he's going to throw things at you to discourage you and keep you from being like this woman in Luke 18, persistent. She was hounding the judge. She was repeatedly coming at, this lady is wearing me out. Oh Lord, for that to be something that you would think of me. Jason Brown is wearing me out with his prayer. Now God doesn't hate it when we pray, but you, you know what I'm saying there. But we oftentimes give up. God didn't step in in the timing that we think he should. Or we don't get the answer to the prayer that we think we should, right? Have you become discouraged today? For many of us listening in this room today, prayer, prayer is, is, is not our, our, our first approach, but it's, it's the last resort, is it not? And when I find myself in a really difficult situation or in, 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 in dire straits, then, then I'm going to bow the knee and call out to God. I love what Oswald Chambers says. He says, we tend to use prayer as a last resort, but God wants it to be our first line of defense. We pray when there's nothing else we can do, but God wants us to pray before we do anything at all. Whew. Most of us would prefer, however, to spend our time doing something that will get immediate results. We don't want to wait for God to resolve matters in his good time because his idea of good time is seldom in sync with ours. Come on. Have you given up? Have you lost heart when it comes to this thing called prayer? And I'm telling you, for those of us who are in Christ, when I say yes to Jesus Christ, his spirit is planted and deposited in my life. And this thing that we're dealing with today, this thing called prayer, that thing is prayer is what nourishes my relationship with the spirit. And the more time I just leaned over, Greg Lewis is here, one of the missionaries that you support through your faithful giving here at 1910 Church. Uh, I, I love Greg and I know Greg's heart. And I was, I was kind of messing with him during worship today. But I said, Greg, do you love to spend time in the presence of the Lord? He said, oh, who are you talking to? Of course I do. What you talking about, Willis? Y'all remember that show? I said, Greg, have you ever spent time in the presence in prayer and just soaking him in and and you don't regret that, do you? He said, no. You see, guys, prayer is our lifeline with the Spirit of God. That's what nourishes us. And, and, and if prayer has become rote and mundane or if it's become non-existent in your life, I'm telling you, you're missing out on nourishment that your spirit needs tremendously. Are you with me today? Come on. You're missing out. Prayer is, the, is what brings us life. 
Sometimes it seems that God is so reluctant to hear our prayers. God, I've been calling out to you. And, and, and again, I even said it earlier that when you couple this thing of prayer and fasting together, this, there's an incredible breakthrough that is awaiting us. But for some of us, we've been praying. For, this couple been praying for three years for kids. No breakthrough, nothing. And for some of us, we're like, Dad, it, 30 minutes was enough or 30 days was enough and I'm done, I'm moving on. Listen, the delays in our prayers are, 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 are not needed to change God, but they're needed to change us. Sometimes I just believe that God's holding back because you're not ready for what he's about to do in your life. And for some of you, that, there, there might be, a, God doesn't need to change, but it's oftentimes us. Listen, I know what Ephesians 3, 20 says. My God is able to do immeasurably more than you could ever dream of or ask of. I believe God wants to do that for every one of us. But for some of us, maybe the delay that we're experiencing or we've not seen the breakthroughs because we're just not there yet. But don't you give up. Let God's spirit continue to transform you. Let him continue to chip away at those things that are not of him. Let him continue to mold you. Let him continue to bring people into your life that are going to encourage you and push you. And then I'm telling you, if you'll stay persistent, Luke 18, even a judge that didn't care about God or care about people, oh, because of the persistent prayer, finally acted. And God wants to, listen, God's not trying to withhold things from you. He, he wants to lavish more than you could ever dream of or imagine upon you. But sometimes maybe just the delay is for our own good. Are you with me there? Now, listen, you need to be careful that you don't just pray for anything that you want. Because our prayers need to match up. Our prayers need to be in alignment. And God's only going to answer those things that are in in accordance to his will for us. Listen, you need to know something. Please, please hear my heart today. <laughs> One of the God did not come to make you happy. And I think a lot of us say, oh, God's just, he's not, he's, he's not some ee, ee, genie in a bottle that you can rub and just have him function and operate like you want him to. He didn't come to make you happy. He came to give you life. And he knows the life that is best for you. You got to trust that. And some of us are like, man, I prayed to God and, and God didn't give me what I wanted. Well, get over that because he knows what you need. And, and sometimes our wants and what we need are completely different things. I, I just want to encourage, trust God. Trust him. He's for you. He's not against you. I've come that you may have life. The, the thief comes to steal, kill, and, and destroy. Oh, preacher, if I, man, if I win the lottery, I'm giving it all to the church. I'll take that. But you ain't been given on a weekly basis when you show up, bro. Well, don't give me a, a different sermon series, maybe. Let's get through Easter because I want to make everybody happy through Easter and then we'll hit them with the, the heavy stuff. But um, where was I going? Help me out, Ryan. Where was that? Oh, you might not get what you want. But God knows what you need. Amen. First John 5. I think it's 5, 14 says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you know God's will? By spending time in his word, I think is an indicator of that, correct? And, and, and one of the things, um, I, I wanna talk about Blake because I see him over there, he's got a great, your hair looks awesome today, bro. 
Here's what I love about Blake. Blake, Blake taught me something that I'll never forget. Praying the word of God. I used to see you model and demonstrate that. Our students modeled and demonstrated that. Listen, I'm telling you, there is something wonderful when you just begin to pray the word of God. Am I, am I preaching, bro? Right? When you just begin to pray the word of God, God begins to speak to you. Some of you right now are sorry, I don't know how to pray. Hey, just get the word and begin to pray what you find in scripture. You know, thy word have I hid in my heart. And I'm not saying, okay, God, listen, God, would you help me know your word? Would you help me understand it more so that I, God, I want to honor, just begin to pray that, right? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, Lord, I, I want to trust you. Just begin to pray the word of God and God's gonna begin to speak to you in those moments. But let me drop a bomb on you today. God wants to answer your prayer. He wants us to be persistent in pounding that. But there is a major hindrance in many of our lives when it comes to prayer. There, there, there is an obstacle that I believe needs to be obliterated in our lives today. And it's, it's a three letter word. The Bible uses it often. And it says that we're all eat up with it. And it's called sin. Listen, I'm telling you this thing called sin will hinder your prayer life. This thing called sin in your life will affect, it will affect the breakthrough of, of God on your life. Isaiah 59, two says, it is your sins that have cut you off from God because of your sins. He has turned away and he will not listen anymore. Hey, if you're a believing Christian, if you're practicing sin, it's going to bring your prayer life to a screeching halt. And I believe that one of the reasons why our prayers oftentimes go unanswered is because of unconfessed sin. The psalmist writes about that in Psalm 66. He says, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If you want to see your prayer life go to a whole nother level, if you want to experience the breakthrough of heaven, it's not about just, hey, I'm going to fast for 52 weeks. I'm telling you, this thing called sin could be the very thing that is that obstacle. Am I making sense to anybody right now? It could be that very thing that is hindering and limiting what God wants to do in your life. And before you say, well, he's not talking to me. Listen, no, no, no. We all sin. And we probably sin more than we know. First John 1, 8 says, if we claim that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and we're not living in the truth. <laughs> scripture, I can't stand scripture sometimes. I mean, I joke, about it, but it just, it corrects and it tells us what's right and true, right? Because I may think, oh man, I got it made and in the shade, I'm living it. <clears throat> no, 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 don't fool yourself. The enemy wants you to be, to buy into that thought. He's not talking to you right now. Oh, you don't need this. We're only fooling ourselves. 
It's interesting to me that in Matthew chapter six, that's kind of the chapter, that's the frame of this series about, about praying and fasting. It's interesting to me that in that model prayer and that Lord's prayer, Jesus gives as much emphasis to this idea of a father forgiving us of our sins, just as much as he's saying, and give us this day our daily bread, right? We're good about praying for our daily bread and the needs of our lives, but so many of us fall short when it comes to that prayer of, oh Lord, I need you to search my heart and forgive me of my sins, don't we? It's a big deal. It's just as important. And let me just say this. There is a difference between a Christian that, 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 that commits a sin and, and a Christian who willfully and habitually commits a sin. Ooh, let me unpack that. Some of you are like a dog returning to its vomit. You know that it's wrong. It's gross. It's disgusting. It hurts the heart of God. And it's not just a one time, but you willfully and you habitually return to that. That that concerns not only me, but that concerns the Lord. In fact, true, true Christians are miserable when they're living in sin. Does your radar go off when you do something that you know goes against God's will for your life? Does it? If it doesn't, heaven help you. But we, 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 we ought to know those things that, 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 that do not bring honor and glory and pleasure to our Father. But, 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 but my concern is that for some of us, we know those things, but we continue to go in them. First John chapter three, verse eight says, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to who? Who has been sinning since the beginning. The son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Why do I bring this up? Unconfessed sin will affect your prayer life. And here's what we're gonna do today. Because I want you to walk in the fullness of God. And I want you to experience the life that he came to give you. I want you to have the breakthrough from heaven that you've been seeking to fall on you. I want us to deal with anything in us, sin that is not of him. I'm gonna ask you to stand with me today and and I'm gonna remind you of what 1 John chapter one, verse eight says. Excuse me, verse nine. It says, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to what? Forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. My friend, listen, your prayer life will be hindered and limited by that unconfessed sin in your life. I'm not saying that we don't sin. We all do. We all are. But, but, but what is that thing in your life today that you need to 
let the Spirit of God cleanse you of and rid you of. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes, and we're just going to sing a little bit. Actually, Josh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sort of read. Can I read Scripture over them? Can I do that? I'm going to, I'm going to read some, some Scripture over you today. Um, from the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 34. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you want to, if you need to sit in this moment, if you want to come kneel at the altar, let's just let God do a work in us right now. I want you to leave here today free. Cleansed. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. The psalmist says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. The shadow of shame, no shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened and he saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard and he surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. And he will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. And he rescues them from their troubles. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord came to rescue him each time. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, not one of them shall be broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked. And those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one 
who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Our prayer ministry team are gonna be down front today. The music's gonna continue to play in this moment. And I wanna ask of you to let the Spirit of God to continue to do what he's doing right now in your life. I want you to linger and let him work. And when he's finished, well, I'm gonna let you know you're dismissed. I wanna ask you to leave quietly today because the Lord is doing a work in some folks' lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you his peace and show you his favor. You're quietly dismissed.